Welcome back to Time Sync. It's your boy, Hamza. It's the other boy, Amaldeep. And we're on episode 49, 7 squared. And a cool fact about 49 is... Is that 7 squared? No, 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 no. In Buddhism, Buddhism, apparently Siddhartha Gautama um, spent 49 days meditating. And then he reached enlightenment. And if that's wrong, then I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't blame us on the Wikipedia page. Okay. That's a lot of days that's, to reach enlightenment. That's a lot of days. It can't be a coincidence that it's seven squared, right? Uh, seven weeks, seven days. It, it has to be a perfect number. You can't, you know, they can't just say like, hey, it's six days and like, or six weeks and like four days. Like, no, no, no. Four no. days. Yeah. Doesn't work. Four days, six hours. Yeah. They're like, it's, it's exactly on the 24 mark. Wow, we don't have any follow-up. It's kind of, kind of interesting. Really? Oh my god! This is the first time. This is episode zero, probably. Yeah. So let me start with a new topic here. Uh, and I wrote in the topic list. I wrote philosophy to kind of spook you, you know, because philosophy is kind of spooky, right? It's uh, real spooky. It sounds like a ghost word. Yeah, it doesn't really have anything to do with philosophy though. But it's kind of an interesting fact about Wikipedia. So, you know, back in the day. I, 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 there's, there's this game that, you know, you and I, Muldeep and I, used to play. And that was called, like... Yeah, in college, yes. And uh, basically, it was like, you know, we just we, we just choose, like, what was it? Like a, like a, like a word or choose something? Choose two or? random words. Choose two random words that have each have their own Wikipedia page. Exactly. Then we would start at one of them, and we would end at the other one. We would, you know, by clicking yeah. on the links in the Wikipedia articles. And yeah, you, just you, by... Yeah, you, you can imagine, like, you're traversing, like, some kind of graph. Where one page links to another page links to another page, and you want to get from like point A to point B as fast as possible. Exactly, and the, you know the winner is who gets there the fastest. It's kind of a fun little game, and pretty some much some people do it. I know some people do it like who can do it in the least amount of clicks. So you gotta be like super strate- strategic about it. But now nah, we're just like go as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah, and and basically it's a fun little game. Uh, you can pretty much always reach the other thing, even though even I would though, like, love. To, I, w- I don't know if this exists. If someone if someone's made like a graph. Of all the links that you know, as like each each page is a node, and links are like edges. I want to see like is it like a cluster that's all by itself on the edge? These like separate spheres on the end side. Yeah, like a, almost like a disconnected graph. But you know what? Um, maybe someone has. It seems very complicated. But there is an article on Wikipedia, and it's called "Getting to Philosophy." And so the idea is, if you click on the first link. The first link in the main text of an English Wikipedia article, and then you keep repeating that process for like a bunch of articles, it usually leads to the philosophy article. And this was true in 2016 of 97% of all the articles in Wikipedia, and it's a huge increase from 94% in 2011. That's wild. So it's like something of... I can't... I can't. I'm trying to think. Why would philosophy be like that early in a in an article? Like, so we'll, also, we'll, how many how many clicks? It's like you know, if you get if you're doing like six thousand clicks to get to philosophy, then it's like it's not really connected. Uh, it's not six thousand. It's like enough that you'd probably get it. You probably get there within like less than a minute of clicking. And also, it says the remaining articles lead to an article without any outgoing wiki links to pages that do not exist or they get stuck in a loop. So, but ninety-seven percent of all articles reach philosophy, and so there's some theories on on like why that is. And one of the most uh, prevalent theories is Wikipedia pages move up a classification chain, 
Uh, what does that mean? Well, it's like the way you the the style, the guidelines for how do you write a lead section of an article. Recommend that the articles begin by defining the topic of the article. So, like, what is whatever? Like, what is whatever? Right? That's the idea. And another uh, like another part of that theory is like a lot of ink. See, this is this this is really only on English Wikipedia articles. So th what they're saying is a lot of English Wikipedia articles they'll reach Latin or Greek. Um, you know, like root words or derivations, and that will reach the philosophy. Usually. Oh, okay, interesting. Also, when they say it goes to philosophy, what happens when you click the first link on the philosophy page? Uh, okay, I, I don't know, dude. Like, how do they decide to stop a philosophy? Right? Like, what if, if they all go through like Greek? Then why not just say Greek is the root page? Does it makes well, more it's, sense? Well, it's not that interesting as philosophy, right? But all, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But there's there's uh there's uh, there's an official method. The official method is three steps. The first step, you click on the first non-parenthesized, non-italicized link. Number two, you ignore external links, links to the current page, or red links. They don't exist, right? And then number pages that don't exist yet. Yeah. And then number three, you stop when reaching philosophy. A page. Okay, it says here with no links or a page that does not exist. Or when a loop occurs, so those are the stopping conditions. Uh, and Hannah Fry demonstrated this method in it looks like a documentary called The Joy of Data. Remember Hannah Fry? It rings a bell, but I can't recall exactly what she did. She shows up in tons of videos that Brady Heron makes. In number oh, five. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So one of the I assume mathematicians or is she a computer scientist and computer file? She, she, I guess both, but she's mainly a mathematician. Okay, I see. And that explains why I recognize the name but can't exactly place it. Yeah, yeah, pretty legendary. And so it's been known since 2008. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It was actually mentioned on a podcast, so we got there too. Uh, <laughs> it was mentioned in episode 50. Maybe we should have waited, but now we mentioned episode 49. Uh, got him. We're one step ahead. <laughs> Um. Yes, there you go. Pretty cool, right? This is really funny that we won one episode off by fair chance. Yeah, exactly. But that is weird. Like, I want okay. I'm, I'm, now I'm gonna open up the philosophy page of Wikipedia, and I want to see what the first link is. Because if it's not philosophy, I'm gonna be disappointed. In the philosophy page. Yeah. Yeah. The first link on the philosophy page is Greek. So why would why would you say Greek is the last page? You go to philosophy and then you go to Greek. And then Greek goes to modern Greek, and modern Greek goes to dialects, and dialects goes to ancient Greek, and ancient Greek gives you back to Greek. So the Greek is the start of the loop. So yeah, it's a totally safe. All the pages go to Greek. Or do they, are they considering loops not part of it then? Like if it's a loop, we cut out the loop, and then philosophy is the one left over. Yeah, they don't really like loops, I guess. But I mean, regardless, philosophy is kind of more of a catch name than a uh, Greek. It definitely like, is. Like, if someone yeah. says, "Oh, so you know, ninety-seven percent of all English articles go to the word Greek," it's like, "Oh, well, English is a Greek language, so I guess it makes sense." But we say, "Like, oh, they all go to philosophy." It's like, "Oh my God, humans are just so inquisitive." But also, it's interesting. Is is you have to you click on the first link in the main text of an English article. It's not even like a you get to choose whichever link you want. Or the, it's like always the first link. It doesn't matter, but you will reach philosophy it's still it's pretty interesting and 97 percent of articles this feels like a math problem to me i don't know why it reminds me of the 
like all roads lead to Rome kind of situation. Where it's like, oh, you know, if you draw a graph. Do you remember this problem in, in a college? This is like a stupid problem in homework that I just hated. Okay. It was like the all roads lead to Rome. It's like, it's like it was a graph to read class. And we're like, oh, prove that all, you know, if, how would you prove that all roads lead to Rome? It's like, oh, you, you go from node A and you do this and this and this. And like, oh, if it's if it's true for all of these, then all roads lead to Rome. And I, I just hate it. I hate it so much. It sounds interesting. It sounds like graph theory. It sounds very complicated. This gives me like a very graph theory kind of vibe. It's like, oh yeah, all the go to philosophy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a li- it's a literal graph. Graphs are cool. I'm I'm looking and I'm looking up real quick if I can find if someone has done like a graph of Wikipedia. There is there is a website called Zephyr.com which did the, which made a graph with this to reach philosophy. Mm. I see there's a website called Six Degrees of Wikipedia, which is like where you could find the shortest path between two Wikipedia pages, which I assume requires a graph in the background. Emily, Emily, look at the link that I sent you. And then that's the actual Wikipedia article that's talking about this. And then this website, Zephyr.com, it will literally... It will literally show you all of the steps to take to get to philosophy. Uh, I oh like if you put in like a, a web a article page exactly so I put Twitter. so I put in like Pokemon oh that's a lot of steps <laughs> that's way more than I thought it was gonna be yeah right, but try adding see. more words and it will just uh... anyone curious Pokemon leads to media franchise leads to multimedia franchise leads to media leads to communication leads to academic discipline then knowledge fact experience consciousness. Sentience, emotion, mental state, mind, thought, idea. Oh no, ideas, then idea, then philosophy. There you go. Which then leads to Greek as I established. It's a nice little graph. Yeah, it's really cool. It's such a really cool website. But I, I'm guessing this this seems like it's generating the graph on the fly though. Yeah, probably. It's probably did I have to like waste all the storage space? Uh, what's another one that's like, what's as far from Pokemon as possible? So I can take the other end of the spectrum. I don't know, pizza? <laughs> pizza. Submit that. Pizza goes through science. Oh, oh, okay. They both they both converge on fact and then go down the same path. Uh, what kind of fact are we talking about? It's the fact Wikipedia page, I mean. A fact is an occurrence in the real world. Got him. Is that what the Wikipedia page says? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. I like how pizza at some point goes through the scientific method. I don't know why that cracks me up. I guess it makes sense once it reaches science. Exactly. It goes from science to biology to... And it goes from to species to biology to science and then scientific method. How does it get to species, bro? What is this? Okay, yeah, it goes... Okay. <laughs> Are you under the no, pizza, pizza path too? Yeah, yeah, it goes okay, from okay, yeah. pizza, Italian cuisine, Mediterranean cuisine... Mediterranean basin, and biogeograph geography, then species, then da da da. Okay, now I can see how it goes down there. Then. And they all reach fact, which goes to philosophy. I don't know. My chart's kind of too broken now. Yeah, I I put podcast. Uh, it converges on communication, which then converges on fact. Communication and then fact. It's like I'm trying to think of something that's like completely. As removed from like any of the stuff we've said so far, and I can't think of anything now. Oh, interesting. There's, diff- there's, there's, diff- there's different languages here. Okay, eraser very quickly goes down to science. So, hang on. 
money. That's going to go to philosophy real fast, isn't it? Oh, actually, it goes through science. I don't know why I thought it would jump science and go somewhere else. Uh, I got to stop playing with this because I'll play, play with this for the rest of the podcast otherwise. Um, yeah, hang on. Let me... Well, give me a word in Japanese. That's like every every anime says. Hamza, I don't remember anything from like anime, like the Japanese language. Just give me any Japanese word. Uh, Ohio. Nah, it's, it's, a, it's a U.S. That's, state. That's the first one that I tried, but I, I don't know how to spell that. <laughs> give me give me another <laughs> one. I mean, like, what's the word for like sibling? Kyoda. Like, older brother, Onichan, or something. Hang on, I think I know how to spell Kyoda. Let me click on that. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that one either. I guess. <laughs> Why just go to Google Translate? Just copy a word from Google Translate. What's the fun in that? All right, fine. Let me let me, let me see. Uh, translate. Sorry, I got I got a. What about kawaii? That's like a go-to Japanese word, right? Oh yeah, kawaii. Let's Can you spell that. kawaii? Kawaii. Oh, there's two e's. I swear, bro. Wait, is there two e's? Are you kind. spelling it in English? I don't know why. I assume you like you like no, somehow no, 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 copy and pasting no, no. kanji or something. I'm doing it in Japanese. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So let's see. Oh, it's still running. Maybe this is not an easy one. <laughs> is that an easy one to go from? I feel like cute to philosophy would be really easy. It's still going, bro. Never mind. This is a hard one. And I can't read any of these. So I, don't know, I don't know where it's... Oh, wait, no. Wait, that oh, actually ended. You... Oh, I think you're kind of funny. Yeah, you're watching it slowly. It just spit Japanese words onto your page. Okay, it's a very long, like a bunch of notes, but it does reach philosophy at the end. Is the English page philosophy? No, it's a Japanese page. From Recognition. That's I don't, I, and what it is, I always assume that the different languages, they connected. Uh, it depends like on which different language. languages. Please. I don't know why. I, it, it, you make it sound like a, for every page in English, there's like a separate page for Japanese. As opposed to like being able to link from the English to the Japanese easily. I can't tell you. I can't tell you what that is. But it's, yeah, it's the, the j-a.wikipedia slash wiki slash and then the kanji. Alright, I'm going to... Can you go back to the English one? And just put in the word "cute." I just want to see, like, is the English word "cute" take a long path? Because I, I feel like "cute" would very easily go to philosophy. Because, like, you know, how do you define cuteness? Like, it's not, it's not like a scientific construct. It's just like a mental, social one. Well, obviously, I wonder. Did I put "cute" or did I put "tiny"? Because kawaii. Okay, no, it's all good. Kawaii. There's two e's. Like the e sound is what I meant, not the e. Letter e. Yeah. All right. Uh, what does it say here? Cute. No, it's very short. Cute to See. cuteness to physical attractiveness to aesthetic to aesthetics to philosophy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Like, okay. very cute, very quickly get there. I don't know why the Japanese have to go such a long way around. Yeah, there's actually there's actually a kanji for this. Let me let me use the kanji for cute. Oh, for the word cute. This is a single letter. Yeah. Or, or like you know what we I'd consider a letter. Like characters. Yeah, character. That's the right word. Character. Oh no, it's still running. I'm. I guess it's the same length. Pretty long already. Wait, I can read some of these. What was that? What was that? I was moving too fast. It's gone. <laughs> I love you desperately trying to read Japanese. Like you know, it's easy to read the alphabet. Not so hard. Not so easy to read the characters. Anything else? Mono. I can read that. I guess it what must that be a. Uh... Oh, wait, dude. I clicked it too fast. Okay, let's see. I mean, oh yeah, dude. This is very, it's very famous to have a bunch of anime to have the word mono in them. Like. I recognize it as like a thing that I've, I've heard multiple times. My brain still just defaults to mono as in like single. It means a thing. A thing or a bump. 
uh, this is the English translated version of the Japanese article. So it's probably not exactly. Or it could also mean story. There's a bunch of meanings for this, right? A list, a substance, things. In philosophy, it is a temporal entity that is the object of experience, the objective. Ding in German. <laughs> I don't know why that's on here. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it's, it's a very famous thing in a lot of animes. They always have mono in them. I can't think of any right now, but, you know, trust me. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I'm like, I can't think of a single one now. Yeah. Let me see, dude. Like... Nah, there's no way I can search for that. What are you gonna search for? What are you trying to search for? I was just writing mono Wikipedia, but I mean, mono anime, but then that doesn't make any sense. It's like something story, like cave story or something. You know, like anything that has story in it will have like mono in it, usually. Cave story is a game, but yeah. Was it based on a Japanese thing? It was made by a Japanese guy. Oh, here we go, here we go. Cave story. Yeah, a game, Microsoft Windows. It's called The Hepburn. Okay, but it's like, it's like the romanization because I can't read the actual Japanese. But it's Dokutsu Monogatari. Monogatari is like a very popular word that's used. It's also an anime, isn't it? Exactly. There, there you go. There you go. And the word mono is in it. And that, cause that makes it. Anyways, I don't know the details. But there you go. Wikipedia, getting to philosophy. Pretty interesting fact. 97% of pages. Amazing. Philosophical. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, hey, Hamza. Yes. See. If I asked you what is the highest grossing movie of all time, what is your answer? So, are you talking about gross? Like, just very disgusting? <laughs> I, I, hate I, I, I hate you so much. The thing is, I don't, I don't really know what gross means, dude. Like, I know people say gross, like gross. like. Uh, gross uh, means uh, with before you subtract costs. Oh, so like no uh, like development costs. Yeah, so you don't you don't subtract like how much it costs to for the film, staff, crew, editors, marketing. You don't take it's like how much did it make like how much did it make before you do like, all the stuff that takes away from it. So then I I would assume it's gonna be like either a very old movie or it'll be uh like one of the one of the Marvel movies, right? Titanic, Avatar. Yeah, you're pretty close actually. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm surprised you didn't see this, like, because like, I, I assumed you would have seen a bunch of articles when Endgame came out that it became the highest grossing movie of all time. Yes, I saw a bunch of them. No, I didn't, Molly. Really? You didn't? I don't know. I thought, like, you know, that was, like, a, f- a fact of a threw around, like, oh, you know, it finally happened. I didn't care that much. I know, but still, you know, you, you, it, it definitely shows up enough times on a Reddit page and you absorb it eventually, right? Yeah, but you don't have to memorize it. <laughs> well, it, I, don't, I don't have a choice, I guess. <laughs> I don't have a choice. This happened. Anyways. What I thought was interesting is that that's no longer the case. Okay. Like Avengers Endgame isn't the highest grossing movie of all time. And now like, I hate the definition of this highest grossing movie of all time. Because like before Endgame, number one was Avatar. Number two was Titanic. Both yeah. directed by James Cameron, which is, that's like, you know, that's probably a huge ego boost right there. Right? That's pretty bump up. Yeah. The, the two highest grossing movies of all time are your movies. And they're both original too, basically. They're not like adaptations or anything well, or sequels. I mean, Titanic was like, wasn't it like based off a real story or something? Is it? I don't think so. I think it's like, I know that Titanic really? disaster actually happened. I can't believe it. I, the whole time I was like some real love story or something that actually happened on Titanic. I don't think so. It's all fake news, bro. Come on. But yeah. The interesting thing is that a couple of months ago, Avatar became the highest grossing movie of all time. Again. Avatar, the blue guys again? Yeah, the blue guys, yeah. yeah. Not Last Year Avenger, believe it or not. People didn't watch that one. 
Wow. Yeah, apparently, Who the heck is watching the, that? Like, yeah, apparently the way it works it. is if you re-release the movie in theaters, it gets counted into the gross of the movie, which I guess kind of yeah, makes which sense. Which makes perfect sense, yeah. Yeah. So apparently they re-released it in 2021, back in March 2021 in China. Oh, okay. And it made $57 million, which is enough to push it over. And so now... God, such a, these are such big numbers. We need to actually like, start looking at them. Uh, now, Avatar is has 2.84 billion lifetime gross. And Avengers Endgame has only 2.79. Only 2.79 oh, billion. 2.79 billion. You know what's great? You yeah. know what's funny? It's like, it's like, uh, like I, 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 this is not James Cameron that's doing this. Like, whoever, whoever's doing this, they're like, they're sitting down, they're like, Avengers just passed us. Mm, China. <laughs> like, send send China. the movie to China. Comes back a month later. All right, good. Here's a here's a very funny thing. I, one again, this, again, this, this I completely missed this. I, I found out by pure chance this was even happening. That apparently they did re-release Avengers Endgame. I guess as an attempt to get it oh, back. Wow. Yeah, just back and forth, back and forth, just trying to. Yeah, it, it happened like in June or something, and I, I had no idea. Like I never heard about this. I don't know how I didn't hear about this. And apparently they actually edited the movie a bit. There's new scenes in the movie. Did they release it here? Like everywhere? I think it was internationally. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, there, there are new scenes. Most of them are completely... Yeah, none of them are at, at all worth like going to see the movie again unless you just want to watch it in theaters again. Yeah. Like None of them are like, oh, I didn't watch it last time, but now I have to. It's like... I think it's six minutes of total new footage. And it's just like... Basically, it's, it's equivalent to like an after credit scene, essentially. They had like an after... Because before, the movie just goes to black. And that's it. There's an after credit scene. But they added one for the upcoming Spider-Man movie. But they weren't able to catch up to Avatar? No, they weren't. They're still... Less than Avatar, which is surprising, honestly. Because who, 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 no, nobody cares about Avatar, you know? Like, Avatar's a movie that like, grossed a lot of money, but no one ever talks about it, you know? Uh, it's so, so surprised. Well, I think the thing is, like, it's, like, it's, like, way before our times, too. Like It's not way before our times. We're not that young. As in, like, we weren't hype. We weren't we weren't hype around that time. Yeah, because I'm assuming because you're saying we're too young to be like, to like, care about mo- yeah, upcoming exactly, movies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Because we were, we were too young. Yeah. Like, we didn't, like, it didn't, like, it didn't matter that yeah. much to us. I guess you're kind of right. It came out in 2009. So you weren't exactly fully developed, mentally speaking. Yeah, we were kids. Some would argue <laughs> that we're still not fully mentally developed. But anyways. I would argue that. But like, it's, it's like, it's like, like for me, it wasn't that huge. Like, I didn't even realize that was a thing. But now when, when Endgame came out, I knew that was a thing. Like, it's a thing that people care that much about movies. But I mean, who really cares at the end of the day? Like, whatever. They make a lot of money. Big deal. I know. At the end of the day. Actually... Who publishes Fox? Uh, who publishes Titanic? Because I know Avatar is a Fox thing, which is now owned by Disney, so they're all basically the same company now. But t- I think Avatar was Fox, and Endgame was obviously Marvel. I wonder what t- I think Titanic was also Fox. It's pretty crazy if they Fox had two of the highest grossing movies of all time for a, a long while there. Eh, fuck whatever. I, is it, is it, I wish I wish you could know what the actual profits were though, because movies are super expensive to make, like super super like low budget movies are like in the million dollar ballpark. I'm sure it's somewhere on like some article that says you oh the budget for this movie was blah 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 this is how much they spent this is their this is their net profit. I'm pretty sure like every movie goes over budget too. It's like it never. Okay, this is hard to believe. I actually saw that the page I'm looking at actually does show the budget. So Endgame had a budget of three hundred and fifty-six million dollars. Okay. 
So they turned 356 million into 2.79 billion, which is a pretty good return. Well, is that how much? Is that their like that's their official budget, or that's like how much they had, and then they actually ended up spending like a bunch more or something? I guarantee you, they ended up spending a bunch more. They were given that much money, and then they probably doubled it by the end. Still pretty good. Still pretty good. Also, pretty sure this is one of those things where they make a large chunk of their profits from merchandise. Oh, that counts. Like, merchandise? Uh, no, no, it doesn't. Not, not like in this, uh, in these calculations. But I'm talking like as a company. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cause I know, like, I think the reason, like, Pokemon is like the highest grossing multimedia franchise of all time. Okay. And like, I think like fifty fifty percent of it's just merchandise. Like, we got games, movies, TV shows, manga, like all that stuff, and like all that's like less than half of the money because the merchandise, like the plushies and the figurines, make this so much. People are crazy, but it makes sense. I mean, if you make money with that, why not, right? Exactly. I was gonna say, I think it's also a. It's one of those cases of like they're not this it's cheap to make, but they can charge way more for them. That's why it is. Like the return, like the net profits from like one plushie, is way higher than like a video game. Yeah, don't you want this vintage Pikachu? Just ten thousand dollars, please. Of course I do. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Well, I was gonna use the money for anyways. Yeah. Lunch. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I was, I was, I was reading. I was, I was watching a video on uh, this guy talking about One Piece facts. Right, and because it was like classic YouTube video, classic yeah, and it was um, it was because One Piece beat, I want to say Batman or something. I can't remember which comic it was, but some American comic that like whoa what, a manga beat that kind of like in sales or whatever. Oh, something something like that. I don't, I don't I, again I don't know the full details. I totally forgot, but it's something like some number they also beat. classic YouTube. Yeah, and they're saying, but it's still less than Superman, something like that. Really, I, that's. I find that surprising, honestly. That's all I'm saying. Maybe that's just in the manga sales and not including the other money. But even then, like I, I don't know. I guess I was just assuming that manga surpassed comics in terms of sales a while ago. Just because they've like, I guess they there have been a lot of comics released. So they, people love Superman. I, but you know what? Honestly, it doesn't seem like that in this in this, in, in like in America. It doesn't feel like that. Like not as much as manga. People are like, oh, manga. But I guess I don't think it's like people like pirate a lot of manga. So I guess that's true. It goes the other way too. Maybe comics are more of a collector's thing than a manga is. So it's like you don't actually buy the manga then. Maybe. Yeah, but it's getting there. And One Piece is going to hit like 1,000 episodes probably next year. Or maybe the end of this oh, year. Was it like a, uh, I think I thought like a joke. It was like One Piece it's just, as like, as like a thousand is about to reach a thousand episodes. Meanwhile, Sesame Street over here has like thirty-seven thousand or something. Well, what the heck? Sesame it's... Street has a lot of episodes. Sesame Street's been on the air for a long time. I think weekly for a long time. But it's, it's not. It's not like One Piece is even the most. Is even the longest anime. I think. Or no, no. It's, that's I'm pretty sure that's Detective Conan. Yeah. Or there's so many like Doraemon or whatever. They've been running for way longer. But it's just interesting because this is like this is like a. Like this has one story almost, rather than like those guys, which is like kind of like every other episode is like a different thing. Uh, I wish I could find just like a number of how many episodes there are. Oh, you go. oh, actually, I was way off. I was way off. There's only four thousand five hundred ninety-one episodes. Oh, they get in there. No, no, I'm getting it. Yeah, that that's still a lot. Yeah. I think I think Sesame Street is an. Yeah, Sesame Street for the longest time, as far as I was growing up, was an hour-long show. It was a sixty-minute runtime. It looks like going to Wikipedia article they changed that. Like as of twenty fifth, as of twenty fifteen, it's now thirty-minute episodes. 
but still, that's a hot, large. And you know, it started in uh, 1969, so it's an old show. Yeah, that's super old. Way back. Way back. I remember. I remember hearing a fact that it would take like two years nonstop, like nonstop, no sleeping, no eating, nothing, for you to watch all the episodes. Not in my lifetime. Well, also, I never I really watched Sesame Street when I was growing up. So. Did you really not? Why not? Not really. Like, like one, a couple of episodes here and there. Like I knew about Elmo. Uh, everyone knows Elmo. But I don't think I knew that much about like Big Bird or or any of the other characters. Like maybe Snuffle I was a kid too, so I didn't care that much about them. That's true. Like, I can believe that. To be fair, I actually don't have like any fond like, n- nostalgic memories of watching Sesame Street. I just have like vague memories. Like yeah, I used to watch it once in a while between other shows on PBS. We talked about how PBS was a huge part of my childhood growing up, so. Yeah, mine too. Naturally, Sesame Street would be at least a piece of it. Yeah, but the One Piece thing is interesting because um, they are really close to reaching 1,000 episodes. And these are like, it's like, it's like a show in an anime, which is kind of like, they don't normally reach this far. Like, they reach a lot, but they don't really, they don't reach this far. And this is not even going to be the end. Like, it's not even, it's not even going to end One Piece because the manga is way past that. Or maybe not way past, but pretty pretty far past that number of episodes. But you know what? It's it's a little. It's another thing which is kind of like, uh, like does that number matter too much? Because true, it's a thousand, but a lot of it is like, like terrible pacing and whatnot. So if you condense it even more, maybe it'll be way less, like seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's like a quantity over quality kind of conversation. Exactly. To be fair, I've never liked the pacing in One Piece. I always felt like it was slow. Even the manga. People say like, oh, the manga has such excellent pacing, like. Mm. Did you do? You, how much of the anime have you watched? All of it? The anime, none of it. None of it. So, wait, how can you complain about the pacing of the anime then? I don't want the manga. I don't. I, like, I always hear like it has good pacing in the manga. I'm like, even the manga, I feel like it's really slow. It's for me. Maybe it's, I'm just my short attention span. No, I I think it is slow too, but it's way better than the anime. Oh, that I can believe. That I can believe. Like I showed I showed you this before, but in the beginning of the anime, it was um. Like most anime series, they go they they adapt two chapters around two chapters to one episode. So it's like a two to one ratio. And One Piece in the beginning was kind of like that, like one point seven or something to to one chapter. It was pretty good. So that's like normal pacing in the anime. And then right now in the current storylines, or back in the when the worst time of One Piece pacing, it was like around point six or point seven. So like just a just a little bit more than half a chapter was adapted into an entire anime episode, which you can tell, you can easily tell. Like, oh my, what is this? Like, for they spend reference, a, lot of time. A, a manga chapter is typically around like twenty-ish pages, so twenty-ish comic pages gets turned into a twenty, probably twenty-three minute runtime episode, or maybe like be, it would be like forty minutes, like normally, because or forty pages, because it would be like a two chapters. Well, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about the, the worst case. Oh yeah, in the worst. In the worst case, it would be like ten, then right? Or like yeah, it would be like it, you would have a, t- a twenty-three minute thing covering about ten min- ten pages of content, comic content, not even like you know dense act words or anything. Yeah, and how do they do it? Well, a lot of really wide shots and looking at people's faces for like twenty minutes, and then you know, like it's it's a not a all not the jokes movie. people make about anime. That's that's what it is. No, no, no. This is and I would blame this specifically to Toei Animation, who's anim who animates One Piece. Because they have this philosophy or this idea that with no fillers. We, we want money. Yeah, sure. They're like, we don't want any fillers. And we don't want this to be seasonal. See, a lot of animes, the way they get past it is they just make it seasonal. So one season they come in, the next season they don't. They're, they're in a hiatus because the manga is moving on. 
there's not enough content to cover in the anime. Or the other way to do like in Naruto, they'll have fillers. So during the off season, they'll just have they'll throw a bunch of fillers. The manga will go on, then they'll adapt that as well. Filler being like just made up stuff basically by the anime crew. Yeah, by the anime crew. Like, uh, like maybe maybe it's under supervision of the the creator, but it's not it's not in the manga, right? It's not in the actual book kind of deal. But One Piece doesn't do that. One Piece is like, no, we're not gonna have any fillers. But because and we're, not, we're not gonna we're not gonna stop. Yeah, we're, it's not seasonal, but we're not gonna have fillers to to pad it. So we're just gonna have the same anime, but in order to do that, and we don't want to catch up to the manga, we have to like pad it with nonsense, like you know, like terrible shots and whatnot. So the people get upset about that, but you know, it's whatever. I really wish like, cause I I would watch the One Piece anime, but it's like this is too much of a time commitment for me. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't recommend. If they you don't recommend, even though you like you constantly catch up with it all the time. I never recommend anyone watching One Piece the anime. Like some people say, watch it until like a specific arc, then start reading it. And I say, like, don't watch it at all and just read it. And if you want to see any of the fight scenes, watch the anime. Because, you know, they'll be better than that. They'll make more sense than the manga. I, has it ever happened? I don't think it's ever happened before. But, like, a company just, like, reanimates an entire show. Just, like, again. Because like, now the manga is done. So, like, you know, you can do it yeah, well, whatever pacing is best. Of course it happens. Like, it happened with Hunter x Hunter. Right? Oh, you're right. Actually, it probably happens way more often than I think, actually. Yeah, it happened with Berserk, too, right? I guess you're right. In my head, I was assuming like in a, in a, in a narrow time frame. Because I'm thinking like, okay, show ends. Like, you know, One Piece is, the manga ends, the anime ends. Then like, you know, six months later, hey, we're making it again. But this time we're going to do it like good this time. Mm. So like, yeah, I'm trying to think like, Hunter x Hunter, the first one was like in the 80s, right? It was like an 80s, or Berserk yeah. was definitely like 80s. And pretty, then pretty old. Modern, like a couple of years ago. And same thing with Hunter x Hunter. Not sure about Fullmetal Alchemist. Fullmetal Alchemist is a weird case where they caught up with the manga and the manga creator was just like, just wing it. Do whatever you want. I don't care. And so they made stuff up. People don't like it. I didn't like it. And then uh, then they went back and they remade the show. But they followed the manga because at this point the manga was over. So they followed the manga 100% of the way. And it's a way more satisfying series in the end. Did they follow the manga 100%? Because... I know in FMA versus FMAB, like, they cut a lot of, like, FMA had, oh, a, a, had a lot more I meant scenes. Like, I meant, like, 100% as in, like, they don't make their own stuff up. They, they follow what the manga sets up as the finale and stuff. Yeah, because I would right. say, I'm almost like, FM, FMAB is more like a, like, FMA Kai plus the actual manga stuff, like, like the actual ending. It totally is, because it's like a... It, it is that weird, it is a weird thing, because it, it came out so soon after the original... Like relatively speaking, that I guess they assume that whoever watches this has already watched the original, so they they like speed run through most of the first couple parts that coincide with the uh other one. So like you know yeah, the yeah. parts that they did originally, they just like speed roll through it, which I I didn't like that much because now it's like if I want to recommend it to someone, I have to be like I don't want them to watch the first one because like it ends so poorly, but if they watch if they watch just Brotherhood, then they won't get like a full experience of it. Like I remember. I forget the numbers now, but it was like there was like a huge like plot revelation, like early in the series, which I believe happens in like episode like twenty something in F in the regular one, and happens like episode eight in Brotherhood. Just to give you an idea of like how quickly oh, it yeah. goes. Yeah, it's very fast. And I I remember that being like a huge shocking thing when I watched it the first time because I watched the FMA originally, and then when I went back and watched Brotherhood, I was like, what? Well, they're so fast. What? What? Like I didn't have time to even like 
get to know these characters before like this huge plot re- revelation happens that changes the entire way you look at the character. Yeah, plus it's like a in in FMA there was a lot of uh I don't even know what you call it like a like they're building the world, like the structure of the world or they're building something. And in in FMAP I don't see that at all. And also like some of the things that they cut out that I really like, like you know some of the exams or whatever, like the really like you know the in-between scenes that're not really relevant to the plot but they're kind of fun scenes to see that's gone. I think they're all, I think it's all relevant. Like it, it helps build the world, helps build the characters. Like I remember when I watched FMA. Not relevant. Relevant to the plot. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think when I watched FMA, I never had any questions about how alchemy worked, like because they they explained it really well, right? And when I, then I watched Brotherhood. I assumed the the rules were the same, so I didn't have any issue. But like I recommended Brotherhood to my sister, and she had a hard time figuring out like how does alchemy work? Like what is it? Like what are the limitations of alchemy? And I just assumed that, okay, maybe she wasn't paying attention. And then I recommended Brotherhood to my dad, who watched it. And he had the exact same questions. So I'm like, I guess they just don't explain alchemy that well in the beginning of Brotherhood. Because they assumed you've, you know the rules from the original one. Mm, that's pretty interesting. You know, another anime that does this is Blue Exorcist. Like, when it first came out, or the, when the first season first came out, it, it, it also went past the manga. So they created their own ending. And then, which I thought was an okay ending. It wasn't. It was, you know, it was like a little classic, like a happy ending kind of deal. And then the second season came out, pretty relevant, pretty pretty recently. And they were like, no, 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 this is we're changing stuff up. So what they did was, they started the anime, like the second season, kind of retconning what the season one ending was. So in reality, you wouldn't watch the full. You wouldn't watch the full first season. You watch maybe seventeen episodes of it, and then you would jump to the second season. Where they start? If you want, if you want, just the main story, yeah. Yeah, just just the actual, because it wouldn't make sense if you watch season one and then watch season two. You're like, wait, didn't this part already happen? Who's this dude? And what's what's going on? I'll say, it, it also the, as at least where I watched the second season from. Because I only watched a couple episodes of the second season, I got bored, I, I fell off. But they don't explain that at all. And second season just starts, and I'm like, aren't you supposed to be dead? <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> like, like, uh, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, so I'm not gonna say like actual spoilers. But like basically, that's how I felt. I was like, aren't you like what? What's going on? What, this isn't supposed to work at all. What's go-? And then you told me like by pure chance. I was like, I was watching, I was watching the Exorcist season two. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, did, did they just restart the series? But it doesn't feel like a restart. And you're like, no, didn't you know they stopped like halfway through season one and just pick it up from there? Yeah, it's pretty interesting, right? And then then they continue with the actual storyline, which is a little, which is way different than the than the way it actually ended in season one. But I think it was fine with me too. But you know. It's kind of a weird thing. The season two, the season two end the series again? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think, okay. I think the anime, I think the the manga was still going on. Do this, do this, do it again, again, again. It's just like season two, they make their own ending for season two, which ends the series, and then season three starts off where season two, episode seventeen ends. <laughs> no, no, no. They're probably gonna if they if they ever make another another season, which they probably won't. But if they did, they'd probably just continue with the manga like normally. Honestly, it might be one of those cases where like they just didn't think it would get a second season. So they yeah. just wanted to like make an end for the people who are watching now. Yeah, it got pretty popular. That's always that's always a really hard thing to do when you're making like a serialized show, when you don't know if you're gonna get the next piece. So you have to like kind of make the first piece end in a nice way, or you can go like the extreme other way where you leave it with like a cliffhanger ending, in hopes that that will push enough people to like petition or ask for the next one. Yeah, or force them to like go grab the manga. You know, they drive up manga sales like that too. That's true. That's true. I, I, I was talking more broadly though, even like outside of like manga anime sphere. Just like if you're making a, a weekly TV show, you know, just you know, it could be an original thing, and like you having to like balance like wanting people to come back next week and then come back next season, 
when you may not even know at the time whether you're when you're running the show whether you're gonna get a next season it's like how much do you how many answers do you give and how many questions do you leave open so that even if this is the last season you don't get next season the show itself still stands on its own mm, but if you, you know you know what that reminds me of movie stranger what? things because okay. in my opinion season one ended perfectly there was not yeah, really you, any you were reason. adamant that like they shouldn't have made more yeah, like, I mean, who cares, right? I mean, there are mysteries in the world, et cetera, but, like, who cares? Like, it's a good ending. Then season two comes, and I haven't, I haven't finished it. Or, no, I have finished it. Season two comes, really? and, okay. then, and then they're like, I don't even remember the ending. Then season three comes, it's like, it just feels like they're milking more and more of this, and I just, yeah. Some people, I, I like I like the content, but it's still, you know, you force it. Like, like, like in a lot of shows, like, you know, like, do you hear about Manifest? Like, it also... It also got canceled, but then it came back on because a lot of people w- wanted it to come back. Or I've um, heard of the show. If you hear about The Office, where it's like it wasn't that popular when it was airing, but now yeah. it's like super popular. So people are like, oh, let's get it, it back streaming. on, but then it's like it's yeah. a little late now. So, it's a perfect like streaming show. So look at iCarly, it came back on adult version. Look at uh, there's so many shows like from our childhood that come back on just because. Because also, yeah, because yeah. you know, like you'll get at least you're guaranteed like a certain baseline number of people coming back. Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah, uh, like Sword Art Online, like they really like it's really fast. Like if this was like a like a One Piece adaptation or whatever, like they would milk every single floor, like twenty battles every floor, or whatever. It would take forever, right? But it's super fast. Like they just they just jump the floor one, floor two, floor we're up to like seven. You know, I don't I don't know the storyline, but whatever. Explain what the hell you're talking about with floors. Oh uh, well, sort of it's pretty popular. Basically, I mean, search it up. <laughs> uh, objective of season one is get to floor one hundred to survive. Otherwise, you die. Basically. Yeah, basically, and, like yeah, like 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 to save you yourself yeah, from the game. Yeah, to save yourself from like a game you're trapped in, blah blah. You don't need the ex- explicit details. Basically, they had to get from floor one to floor 100 within I think a certain amount of time. Uh, uh, and uh, well, really the, the 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 time limit isn't like real. It's not like in the world they have a time limit. It's like a a, a thing that happens. Basically, they realize that if we take too long, we might end up dying anyways, just because of circumstances out of your control. So it's not like there's like a timer in like town hall, anyways. They had to get from floor one to floor one. So they said, like, if this was, like, a one-piece scenario, like, every floor would be, like, half an episode. Maybe two, three episodes per floor. Oh, easily. Whereas, easily. Oh, my God. Easily. easily. <laughs> Meanwhile, the anime is like, okay, we're at floor one. The next episode, we're at floor two. next episode, we're at floor 28. next episode, we're at 78. And they don't it's even like, care about the actual floors themselves. It's, it's like, it's like it's more like they have battles and, and talks and drama, whatever, outside of the floors and stuff. Like it's it's like it's not it's not in the main storyline at you know at the end. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, every like main plot point, like any episode, particular plot, could happen on any floor, really. Yeah, pretty much. It never it's never like oh because we're on floor this all of a sudden these things apply and these don't and you know it's different than before. It's like no, you could have told us you were on floor twenty six. You could have told us you were on floor ninety nine, and like. So the reason why I mentioned this is because, Sword Art Online has a bunch of movies as well. It's a pretty popular show or franchise, whatever, and. There's a bunch of movies coming out called. Um, do you do you remember? I forgot. Sword Online, like progressive. I'm not sure exactly what it's called. I fell off a of Sword Online super hard. So yeah. Well, this will interest you. Well, interested me because these are these are movies, and they're from they're from adapted from the manga, and they are told through Asuna. I think it's a light novel, but go on. Sure. They are shown through Asuna's, which is like the other like the secondary protagonist. I don't want to call him. Point of view. When they were in, yeah, of when they were in the floors, so it goes through each floors. Maybe not each floor, but through the floors. So it goes in way more detail. Way more detail, and it's in movie format, 
And there's a bunch of movies that are supposed to come out that that will depict that. It's kind of like that Midnight Sun scenario kind of thing. Where you see the original story, basically, but from the point of, point of view of a different character. Like, isn't that what happened like, Twilight? Like, Midnight Sun was, like, it's the retelling of Twilight, but from... From Edward's point Edward's, of view. Edward's, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know exactly because I haven't watched it, because I'm not, I'm not sure if it's out yet, but... It's it's pretty hype to me, because who doesn't want to see more of that stuff, right? That's that To me, peak, peak Sword Online, plus peak anime content in general, was that first arc of the first season of Sword Online. That's a very strong opinion to have. Trust me, I, if someone, I'll recommend Sword Online. Just watch the first ten episodes. Like that's it. Like just the first ten episodes of the first scene. That's it. I don't even care. You don't have to watch the rest. That part is just good enough alone. Sword Online is one of those shows where, like, I love watching it, but when I start thinking about it, like the actual plot, like this is this makes no sense. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this is a so bunch. Dumb. Yeah, this is a bunch of plot. Like, come on, it's bro. T- like, it's, <laughs> come it's, on. it's a terrible story, but man, it's it's super fun to watch. <laughs> you tell me you couldn't take the thing off, but the thing is, I think the problem is like they spent so much time explaining like, oh, you can't take it off. People have already died. Blah blah blah. He expl- he's, they try so hard to say there's no way out. It's like, but come on, bro. Like, let's be real. Like, <laughs> yeah, you should. Hey, some scientists didn't figure out a way to like save the people who are trapped. Come on, it takes what two years, right? In the end, uh, yeah, two years of that. real time. Yeah. yeah. That's what that was like the the time limit. Like it, basically, these characters get tapped in a game, in like a VR game, where like their brain gets linked into it. And if someone takes, if someone forces the headset off, they die. If they die in the game, they die in real life. Classic video game trapping video game logic. And the time limit isn't real. There's not like a time limit in the game, but they realize that eventually people are gonna just stop. They're just gonna start giving up. Them. They're gonna be like, "There's no way they're gonna come out." And they might like, cause they're on you know life support. They're gonna probably have to pull the plug. So they have like this invisible time limit of who knows how long did they ever explain did the characters know in the series that like one day in their world is one day in real life like do they know if it's one to one um i don't know it's not really shown in the anime yeah because i know in the beginning he's like he's able to like pull up a clock and a kind or a calendar and see what time it is i assume it is one to one yeah yeah i assume it's one to one otherwise like it would make things more difficult for storytelling purposes i always wonder like if that's possible like you know how like in a dream like hours, if it feels like hours go by in a dream, yeah. But like yeah. you know, the science shows that like you know, dreams only last for like a couple seconds, a minute max. And like, could we take it? Could we take advantage of that? Could we like uplink ourselves to a system where like a millennium can go by in that system and it'll only be like an hour in real time? Bro, you can live is, like this a. This isn't Black Mirror movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, no. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe one day. Maybe you doubt it. Maybe. Cause like at the end of the day, like your brain perceives time, right? At the end of the day, like. Like, time is obviously, a, like, a machine. I was going to say time is a real thing, but, like, you know, some scientists would be like, no, time is actually just, like, a fourth dimension of something, blah, blah. And, like, I'm really sure time is a real thing because of gravity and whatnot. But anyways, uh, here, here's, here's, let's, here's, here's another thing. So, you're like, like, you're jumping shit, like, I don't want to do any of this existential BS. I just want to talk about anime and like, movies and TV shows. So, we were talking about movies earlier, and we talk, we're talking a lot about movies and whatnot. Have you ever watched a movie review? I was hoping for not a very long pause. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let me okay. Really? I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna say yes. I have. Oh, okay. Cheese. Okay. But like, on a spectrum, like, like on a spectrum of like, like actual analysis versus like pure comedy, I lean more towards like the pure comedy one. Where they they mostly like joke about the movie, whereas opposed to actually reviewing the movie. But they talk I'm about gonna, the movie. Yeah, like, uh, for example, my go-to example is, like, Nostalgia Critic, which is a YouTuber who gets, like, a lot of, like, people dump on this YouTube, dump on him for, like, making 
bad reviews. And I can see why. Like they're they're like a guilty pleasure of mine. Where like I can if I look at them rationally, they're not good reviews, but I find them enjoyable, so I watch them. But I, I don't get like I wouldn't say I get like decent analysis of a movie out of it. But but then like on the other end of the spectrum, I have a YouTuber which I highly recommend to you, especially you, because I feel like you would like this YouTuber, is Folding Ideas, who does like really deep analysis into movies, and like. Yes, I really like, care about deep the analysis. Art of film. I feel like you'd like this one. Okay, okay sure. But okay, the answer to your question is yes, but like I don't know what you mean by movie reviews. If you mean like okay, actually let me, let me, analyzing let me, movies, let me, let me be a little bit more specific. I don't really care if it's comedy or in-depth analysis. But what I really care about is: Do you watch movie reviews of movies that have just come out? Like if Avengers had just come out today, you would watch the review of it after you watched it, or even before. I don't care. But really soon to its release date. No. So you always watch reviews like ten years down the line. I watch reviews like when people, like if a like I said, if a video comes out, like I don't go looking, I don't go looking for movies. I watch personalities. So if they make a review in a movie I saw recently, I'll I'll watch it. So that's they most likely will right. They most likely will make a a a, a video about a movie that just that's just been released. Most likely, yeah, but like, that's not always guaranteed. Like I, I never go looking for that. I never, I never like watch a movie like oh, I gotta go watch the reviews now. Or before I go watch a movie, I look for like video reviews. Like I might find, I might look up like a review score at most. No, no, no yeah, I know, not before the movie, but even after the movie, or 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 even this even includes video games. Like a video game has just been released. Look at the review of the video game, like after oh, that, you played it, even. That actually could. Do. I, I see myself kind of doing that. Yeah, you're right. I guess that I, I kind of do a bit. Okay, okay. So the reason why I bring this up is <clears throat> something that I didn't even. I guess it makes sense, but I never thought about it. There's something called a review embargo. Okay. What oh, yeah, is... we, just, we, we, we talked about this before, right? Okay. Well, I totally slipped my mind. But the idea is you don't... Like, people... Like, you get to... Okay, okay. You know, here, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm, I'm talking about this, okay? It doesn't really have anything to do with movies or with video games. But it is used there. The reason why I'm talking about this is because of the new iPhone 13 that's being released soon. Or has it has already the, been released at the time of recording. At the time of recording, yes. I don't know if it's been released or hasn't. Honestly, been released I don't yet. know. I, I know it's been revealed. I've seen photos of it, and that's literally all I know about it. I don't know what day it's gonna come out. Whether it's out right now, whether I can pre-order order. I think you can pre-order, but anyways, that doesn't really matter. The point is, there's a review embargo on pretty much all Apple products, as far as I know, because tech YouTubers, of course, the, the faster you release the thing the more people will join. Like, it, oh, iPhone 13 probably we have it in the studio, whatever. But in reality. They probably already have it. They just can't release the videos yet. Or yeah, they probably recorded the video like a month in advance before it comes out. Yeah, some, whatever, whatever the details might be. But they just can't release it. And because there's the, the, I don't know if this is an official thing or if this is like a non-official. I'm pretty sure it's official. Like an embargo, which is kind of like the company, like Apple's like, hey, you know what? Um, don't, re- don't release your reviews until like two days or three days or four days after the release of the product or whatever. Or when people can actually buy in the store. You can now re- release your reviews or whatever. And the reason for that is, well, there's a lot of reasons. But one of the main reasons is to generate hype. and But also, it gets rid of the fighting for who's the number one, like who's top, like who, who gets to release it first. You know, that's kind of like a big problem in like media, right? The number one person gets basically all the stuff because people want to know about the product. So anyways, and also it gives some time for the reviewers to actually review the product, like actually use the product before they just, you know. Like, I think Donkey had like a really funny thing where he's like video game Donkey. He used to say like, they they get the video game they play for maybe like ten hours and they just make a huge review on it and they're like you haven't even finished the game you can't even like yay up or something but like making a review on yeah, it yeah it's like, like a whole thing like you had to finish the video game to be able to decide whether you like it or not 
Yeah, it's like, like if you don't like a video game in the first two hours and you, like eight hours later you still don't like it, it's like you should be able to like you should be able to say you don't like it anymore, right? But like you didn't finish it though. Exactly, exactly. Or like, what if you did like it but you don't know the whole storyline, or you know you complain about some aspect but you don't. Anyway, whatever. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of things here and there. So I just thought it was interesting of this idea of like a tech review embargo. Like I was like, hey, you know what, everyone, hang on a second, hang on a second. We we'll choose a date. And I think there there was a controversy on this, which was like some video game got released. I forgot which one it was. But, and the embargo was set to be, like, a week or whatever. But the game was, like, people had the game in their hands for, like, for for that week. Like, they had the game. They could make their own videos on it. But the media or whatever, the official YouTubers or whatever, they couldn't make a video on it because they're, like, we have an embargo? <laughs> like, you have to wait? Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. So, like, first of all, yeah, we, actually, we didn't talk about this. I thought you were going to talk about how, like, Endgame said, like, you can't give any spoilers for, like, a week after uh, the movie yeah, comes yeah. out or something. I thought, I, thought, I thought that's where you were going with this. But yeah, we never talked about this specifically. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of an unofficial thing. That's like on Twitter, like, hey guys, yeah. don't do it. But it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, we don't have to this this is like more legally binding. Yeah, Especially yeah. because I, those people who typically get the product early, before release. Exactly. It's not, they not only are they getting like a free product from the company, they get it before the general public can even get their hands on it. So they have plenty of time to assess it, write, you know, write, record, edit, all of that. So they have like a decent video ready to come out and then yeah it's like okay you can release it on this day at this time like after this time you're free to go and so yeah you're right it avoids this issue of, like people rushing just to finish it so they can be the first one to do it because everyone watches the first guy exactly so, like for i know specifically for the iphone 13 like because i was like when i was when i was looking at the youtube i was like huh, it's kind of weird like none of these guys show the actual iphone 13 like the, in, in the thumbnails they'll, they'll be holding an iphone is that the thir- is that the 13 i can't really tell the difference between like the 12 and 13 but they're like they're holding an iphone they're like yeah we got uh, the iphone 13 is out whatever but then you look at the videos like they're just talking about the specs, and it's like I've already seen. Like I can read this in like ten seconds, but they're talking like you know, like making like a twenty minute video on this. Like, what am I seeing here? And then then I looked online. They're like, oh, like apparently there's like an official like embargo. We don't know the dates, but like the media, whatever tech you. And as soon as that day will hit, maybe next Tuesday or whatever, bam, there'll be like a bunch of videos. I'll say, oh, we have the iPhone. There. I mean, there's a joke between like this YouTuber called MKBHD. Marcus Brownlee, where he like whenever he whenever he, uh, whenever he uh, reviews a product, he always says, "Well, I've been using the product for a couple of weeks now, and the product's been released for like two days." <laughs> but he says it, he says it like that. So in, for the iPhone three, he'll be like, "Well, I've been using the product for a couple of weeks now," and it'll be like, "Hmm, probably because you had exactly. it before, you know." Yep, yep. And it actually, I feel like it puts reviewers into a very tricky situation, honestly, especially with the early thing, because I think this applies way more to video games. Mostly because video games are like a they're, they're like a a large time investment compared to like a movie. If you want to review a movie, if you get early access, great, you can make a review day one. But even then, like you could probably watch a movie day one and have a review written and done within like two or three days. Yeah. So it's still within like the area of general hype. But video games aren't like that. With video games like you could spend like weeks playing a video game and just be touching the surface of like what the game has to provide. And so it comes it comes to this tricky situation where you want to get an early review copy. Because then it gives you enough time to actually review the game. So you can be like part of that hype train in the beginning when the game first comes out. But then they feel like obligated to like play nice. Because if you dunk, if you, if you just like take a huge dump over the game, on top of the game, the company's going to be like, oh, we're, just not gonna, we're not going to give you an early review copy next time. Because they don't have to give the early review copies. That's, that's like kind of like, like a shady thing. Like, I'm, I'm, sure some, shady thing. I'm sure some companies are like, review how you want. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, even uh, like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is like the biggest like video game news thing regarding reviewers and stuff that happened in recent time. They only were willing to give out review copies for the PC version of the game. They went, they didn't allow reviewers to get the 
the console versions of the games. Was that was that because they wanted to limit it to PC, or was it because they just didn't have the console versions like up to up to spec yet? That's the thing. Uh, it's 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 second one because the game the console versions weren't up to spec when the game came out either. No. The game like ran terribly on consoles. It was horrible, and so but the thing is, reviews gave it a really decent reviews because the PC version is not terrible. Like it's actually like playable. Oh okay. It, so it's like it got it got a lot of good reviews, and then the and then people went out and bought the console versions of those because the review didn't. Say, I don't think the review said like, oh, this is only for the PC version because I guess they assumed that it would be the same. Yeah, I mean, you would assume that. That's pretty. That's pretty yeah. good assumption to make. Yeah, and so then like people went out and bought the console versions, and like this game is terrible. Like it it, it just it barely runs. And then eventually those companies went back and like said like put like a disclaimer this is for the PC version alone, and they went and because like, they didn't get early review copies they had to quickly scramble to make console version reviews, and I think like this is a very intentional, thought out move by uh, CD Projekt Red the publisher of the of the game, because they knew the the console one would get poor reviews they only sent out PC ones and even then they weren't allowed to show footage, of them playing the game. During the reviews, they could talk about whatever they wanted, but the footage had to be pre-approved footage of the game that they sent to the reviewers. What? That's stupid. That's yeah, like, that's like you, you're not. You're and not really, and you're and not, you have to. You have to do it because, like, otherwise you can't review the game and you don't get the game. And it's just the hypest game ever. You're not really a reviewer anymore at that point. Like, if you, if you, if I have to make content and then I have to send it to a company for them to approve it, like, that's not. I'm not reviewing the game then. I'm literally doing something for you then. Like, what's, what's the point? You know, like. Like, if you like, what if like? I mean, you're exactly right. What if someone literally made a review that said this game is trash? Or I hate this part of the game. It's like, oh, that wasn't approved. That's literally like censoring the you know someone's opinion. Yeah, and it's like either you play along so you can get the early copy so you can you know make a living doing this, or you don't. <laughs> you just don't make a living doing this. No, no, you just you just have you just have to miss the hype train. Cause people if people will still go to like really very high reviewers just to watch their videos, That's even true. if it's That's even true. if it's like it could be a month after. It doesn't matter. But, like, but you know, I, what, I what are understand. the odds you're going to be that person? You know, what's the odds you're going to be that person that people latch on to compared it, to like, oh, this guy released the video first, so I'll watch him first. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. But, you know, as you get more popping, you, you, you kind of up the quality. If you don't up the quality, people will drop off anyways. That's kind of... Yeah. Uh, Zero Punctuation is a great example of that. Zero Punctuation is just really... He's a, he's a game reviewer in a way that like, I wouldn't watch his reviews if I was thinking about buying a game. I watch his reviews just because, like, he seems to, like, do this analysis where it's, first of all, it's very comedic-based. It's also, it's, like, very crude humor. So, heads up. Like, if you're, like, you know, if you're too young, maybe don't watch it. But he talks about, like, what were, what were the game designers trying to achieve when making this game? What were the themes, right? What was the story they were trying to tell? And did they achieve it? So, it's, like, that kind of review. Not really the gameplay per se, but he talks about gameplay, too, of course, because video game, you have to. But he talks about, in his uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, review like sony refused to give him an early review copy and they believed that his like his image didn't fit the image that they were going for mm. but like he still made the review in the end like you know it came out later than the hype train but like that view the we just still got plenty of views because people go to zero punctuation for the character yahtzee not for the actual games he's reviewing like i i probably only played like maybe five six of the games he's reviewed but i've watched every review he's ever made because it's just so well written and so like funny and witty it's like it's like how nintendo was like oh we don't allow our content on youtube right it's just straight up unless you're part of this program then we'll yeah. allow you to put it up there and it's like it's valid for a company to, to be able to do that and it's actually very lucky that a lot of gaming companies are saying like league of legends and whatnot you're allowed to stream this you're allowed to make youtube videos you can make 100 percent of money is yours it's like 
That's pretty nice of you to like let me use that's that game. That's pretty crazy, make... honestly. I'm surprised that you do that. Yeah, that's, I'm that's still not surprised a that they don't, they don't ask for like a cut, at least a cut. I'm still surprised. Yeah, because anyways, the Nintendo, Nintendo's like, no, 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 no. And they all have specific people that they vet that they're like, okay, you guys are okay, you're okay, you're part of the program. And if they, if they be, if later on they're like, they start deviating from that, they will come back and say, no, we don't want you to be in here anymore. And they don't get any releases, they're not allowed, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of, it's pretty... Nintendo's yeah, is a weird company. Nintendo's such a weird company. But like sometimes like, oh, they're so ahead of the time, and sometimes they're like so far behind. Like they're innovative. That no one's denying that. But then at the same time, it's like some of their company policies are very strict. I don't know, harsh. I don't know what to call. Yeah, it. it's, it's 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 hard to describe. But like they, it's it, I do believe Nintendo cares about the customer, which is like a rare thing that you could say nowadays about companies. I do think they do care, but it's like I guess like half the company does. Like people, half the people in charge just care, and half of them just don't want the money. And so, like, you end up with these, like, almost, like, contradicting kind of scenarios. We're like, oh, you know, we'll do, you know, we let the, we do this, this, and this to, for the customer experience, you know. We want to make decent products. We want to have Nintendo have a good name. And then do this other thing. We're like, oh, yeah, uh, shut, shut it all down. No YouTube videos. No nothing. You know, any money you make, it's all ours. I mean, obviously, there's there's the side that develops the games. And there's the side that markets the games and makes the decisions. They, Artists they, versus the business people. Man, they'll always clash. It makes sense. It's unfortunate. It's, it's an unfortunate reality, but can we say right? It's crazy. I recently heard that, like, for the D, when they made the DS, before Satoru Iwata let them go on from like prototyping to like actual design, like the prototype had to like survive a fall from like 1.5 meters, ten times in a row before he even let them like move on to like actual design. Like he's like, it has to be able to do this at a minimum, otherwise it's worthless to me. Which is like a lot more dedication than I feel like a lot of companies would put towards their products. Oh yeah, 100%. Anyway, let's see what the iPhone 13, when it comes out, if it's so amazing or probably, well. It's, how, it's, often, it's, how often do you update your phone? Honestly, like are you at the point where like you're thinking about updating? Like if you actually like, pretty much buying a new one? I pretty much update my phone every couple months, you know, like, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, uh, it's been years, dude. Like I, I take years on my phone. Same, phones. same. I'm a years kind of person. Usually the phones are pretty pretty good, but if there's some new tech, definitely more intrigued. You think you think more like hardware side, right? Yeah, hardware. Side. Well, even even software side, but mainly hardware. Yeah. I guess yes too. Like once once I get to the point where like there's an update that I want, my phone's too old to like run that update well. Then it's like okay, now I consider upgrading. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. See you next time. I gotta say, hope to see you next time too. I'm sorry, you're gonna make the hope joke. No, you don't have to say it again, bro. You could just say, bye. See ya.